0: As a business owner, do you ever find yourself at home wondering if you remember to turn on the security system when you left the store? Maybe you're driving home right now thinking about it. Stop wondering. Smarter business security powered by Alarm.com sends you an alert if you or an employee forget to turn on the system at night. And instead of driving all the way back to the store, you can easily turn it on from the Alarm.com app. With Alarm.com, you can know what's happening at your business all the time. See how by visiting Alarm.com business today. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cubby's Crib podcast, climbing the ivy on the fan side of network. This is your host, Alex Pat. Adam is not here tonight. He's feeling a little under the weather. So instead, we have our good friend, Cody Delmendo from Cubby's Crib. He's one of the writers, a really good guy to talk to, really good writer. So very happy to have you on. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm
1: good, Alex. How about yourself?
0: I am doing very well. Thank you. So on tonight's episode, there's an elephant in the room. His name is Anthony Rizzo, and a lot of controversy surrounding him for his slide. We're going to be talking about that. We'll also be talking about recent injuries to pitchers Hugh Darvish and Carl Edwards Jr., and we will also be, once again, looking at the NL Central race. So let's just get right on into it. Uh, The Rizzo slide, it happened on Monday. Uh, The catcher, Diaz, was fielding a grounder. Uh, Well, he wasn't fielding the grounder. He was fielding the throw that uh, was an infield tapper to get Rizzo out at home. And then Rizzo slid into him, knocking him down. The throw went wild, and two more runs scored. A lot of controversy over that play. When they reviewed the play, they said, okay, it was legal. And they said he was just breaking up the double play. And then the next day, they said the slide wasn't legal, but it didn't matter because the game was over. Cody, what were your just overall thoughts on that? I mean,
1: when I saw the play originally, I I honestly thought that it was interference. Um, my my entire like, I mean, you you've seen it on Twitter on Twitter. I'm sure it's just everyone is just assuming that Anthony Rizzo is just this bad guy, and it's just like, I, got, I mean, Twitter could be a bad place sometimes. Like, yeah sometimes you just got to get out of it and just like not look at it. And like all these people, and at first it's like, it's not, it's not even Pirates fans at first. It's like Cardinal fans. Like I don't understand it. Like they just come at me and it's like, your team's not even, even involved. And that was, that was my first, like what I had to deal with from, from my side. It's like all these Cardinal fans throwing their, their shade, I guess you could say about it towards me about it. And it's like, you know, if we're talking pre-2014, I believe that's when the Posey rule was, was in, implemented. Like, if we're talking before that rule was implemented, that's an that's a okay slide, honestly. And because of that rule, now it's, like, considered dirty, and it's just like, it, that's just not the case in my, in my eyes. Like, we've seen so many worse slides. Of course, many of them that we've seen have been usually out at second base. So, um like i said i i don't think it's a dirty slide obviously like mlb said it's it's an illegal slide but um i don't think this goes against anthony rizzo's character or anything like that like that that's my official take is like everyone needs to chill like it's really not that bad he'll learn from this he probably, hopefully he doesn't do that again because, I mean, when you first look at it, it's like, okay, it looks like he's trying to take him out. But, like, at the same time, like, are you not allowed to break up a double play? Like, I feel like that's a baseball play. You know what I mean? So right. what are what what are the lines? Like, what are you allowed to do to try to break up a double play whenever, you know, like, at that point, I mean, it's a 3 nothing game before that, when that hit is made. And, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So, like, I don't blame Rizzo for trying to break up a double play. So, like I said, I don't – people saying that Rizzo is a dirty player is is just not the case, and I don't even need to say anything about his off the field, what he does off the field. Like, he's never like, besides maybe the play against the Padres last year, he's 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 not even he's never done anything dirty like right that's, that's my that's my take about all of that and I just don't understand how some people can really not really understand the the point of what a baseball play on a slide at home and this state of how the game is right now like like i said you we've seen slides in the home second, wherever, so much worse than what Rizzo did on Monday that it's like to claim that he's just this dirty player it's it's ridiculous.
0: Right. He wasn't going out there to intentionally injure the guy. He didn't have his spikes up. He wasn't head hunting. He was going in to break the double play. Now, can I understand why pirates fans at first would be a little irked? Yeah. I mean, in the moment, stuff like that can look kind of bad and obviously it is risky. Uh You know, people can't get hurt on the bases, but yeah, you know, it's, it's the intent there was to break up the double play. Nothing malicious. There was no personal beef going on. And Rizzo afterwards apologized for it to him. He said, you know, my bad. I didn't mean to hurt you. And he reinstated that he was just playing hard. Ball players play hard. Right. You know, it's, it's something that the Pirates even understood. A lot of the players, I mean, obviously not everyone, but you had guys like Francisco Cervelli coming out saying, you know, they play hard. So, uh, same with Sean Rodriguez you play hard. That's kind of what you do. It's, it's all right. And they were telling Rizzo that it was reported in the post game. So yeah, I mean, I, I try to see it from both sides. Cause I can understand that can be um, kind of a scary play for a catcher. Luckily he was okay, but yeah, what really gets to me is that people are crapping on his character and I don't think that's right. really necessary.
1: Right. And I mean, I mean, I assume that you would know this. Like the way that things are these days in 2018, like people jump jump to conclusions right away. It doesn't matter what it is, and you know, like like I said, people just assuming that Anthony Rizzo is one of the dirtiest players in baseball is it's it, that's beyond ridiculous. I, it's like me saying Yadier Molina is not a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> honestly, like that that's that's blasphemous and i mean I, I i don't think it's a bad take to say that the and Merlino could be a future hall of famer for the cardinals like i mean that's a lot of people might think that i feel like that that's pretty true so when i say that you know this 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 take on you know Rizzo being a a decent person <laughs> like there's I, I don't think that that's that's a bad thing to say. He's whatever the slide was, however you want to take it. I think he'll learn from it. And I don't think he'll ever slide on the left side ever again right. on the base pads, you know? And, and I think that, you know, things will be different the next time, but to assume that he's purposely going out there trying to hurt someone is, 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 is not smart.
0: It's pretty dumb
1: to re- honestly, if you're, if you're asking me.
0: Yeah. It, no doubt that he's, going out there and just playing to play the game. There's no reason that I think he'd go out there and try to hurt someone. He's done so much good off the field. He's been a really classy guy to many people. He's won a Roberto Clemente award. So, you know, I just, I, I just want this to be moved on from everyone just kind of forgets it. Everyone moves on. I think since this series just ended, That's probably what's going to happen, at least in my eyes. It was kind of lingering over the next few games, but it's over now. It's done. Each team is moving on. They're going to try to win games. So, you know, hopefully that's behind everybody. The only thing that I really think needs to change here is that the rules got to be clear because it's pretty obvious that the rules are not very clear. It's kind of like a catch in football.
1: Right. (laughs) I completely agree with you. I mean, and, and the quotes from players have proven that. I mean, um, I think it was Sean Rodriguez who said that he didn't even really know what the rules were to about this. I, you could correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, you know, if if multiple players don't – along and just in this series alone, who knows how many other players in Major League Baseball don't really understand the rule itself um, – you know, the the play at home plate is such a bang bang play. Like whether the catcher is blocking the plate or whoever's sliding home, you like you're just it's all based off instinct. Like you don't know what side you should go on. Whatever you know, Rizzo's play is a little different because it was obviously was clearly out at home, but that doesn't mean you can't try and break up the double play. That, that's the point.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of controversy just with the catcher in general, they've been really trying to protect the catcher, whether it's blocking the plate or how you could slide in towards the plate. It's just, there's not a lot of clarity there. And I think that for MLB to come out and say the next day that, well, no, it shouldn't have been legal. It just shows that, you know, even some of these umpires, whoever's making the call in New York, not everyone's on the same page here.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. And and like like I said, you know, they they gotta figure that out and you know, the NFL has taken a, a step into trying to figure out what a catch is, considering the rules that they've made this off season or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, hopefully in the future the, the MLB can figure that out too. Um, you know they have I feel like they have more problems than this this whole catcher play at home plate type rule, but um, that's for another story, but I mean, I like I said, I they need to figure that out amongst other things in terms of whatever whether it's pace of play or you know like this pace uh, this play at home plate, whatever it is, they need they need to figure this out and um, get it together because you know whether Rizzo's plays dirty or not, I mean. As, as, it's a good thing that Diaz was okay. And the fact that, you know, the fact that Anthony went and apologized to the guy to make sure he's okay. And then, you know, I think the fact that many pirates players came out and said, you know, Hey, it's not a dirty slide. Like I would have done that too. Like that's, that says something that says like, Hey, these guys grew up in the same like era, I guess you could say for, for Rizzo so for him, for them to say that that's a dirty slide is just it's 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 not it's kind of dumb to say that it's a dirty slide. Whenever you have multiple multiple people coming out saying that it's not a dirty slide, so you know, like I said, you know they need to figure out. Hey, you can do this. You can do that. And if you don't do this, then it's wrong.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Make make the rules clear. All right. So we're going to move on here a little bit. I think we covered most of that. Uh, The Cubs lost their final game to the Pirates. They did take the series three games to two. The Brewers won again today. So it's back to a four and a half game lead over the Cubs for Milwaukee. It's another tight race. They took two or three from the Cardinals. Milwaukee has really been on fire lately. It seems like they're Right. winning every day almost, and when they lose a game, they come right back and win. I don't think they've lost consecutive games in a while. They're pretty much clicking on all the so. Yeah, and I mean. I,
1: I, think, I think I saw a tweet today saying they haven't lost consecutively this month.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the Brewers are on fire right now. Um, I, I've i been saying to people I know all for most of the season so far, I'm still not worried about them. I still don't think they have enough pitching. But, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost one of those things where you know they're a good team. They've pretty much proven, I think, at this point they're a good team. But I don't think they're going to keep up this pace. They're getting a lot of great production from everyone. Which, you know, they got a lot of good position players. They have some good pitchers. But I don't know if the pitching staff is this good. So we'll see what happens in the coming months. They're due to hit a slump. Right. Every team does. So you just kind of keep an eye on him, but you don't really worry yet at this point because keep in mind, yeah, they're four and a half back behind the Brewers, but the Cubs have also played, what, six games less than them. So to be only four and a half I'm back sure. while playing six less games,
1: you know, it's,
0: that could say something. It's closer than it yeah. looks.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we're also looking at a U. Darvish who hasn't hit his what we're expecting yet. And I know I, his last start, what he went four innings, but he didn't give up a run. And I know it was only four innings, but I mean, it, a lot of people thought that that was <laughs> arguably the best that he looked in a Cubs uniform. I know one of his best starts was against, actually against the Brewers early in the year. But yeah. U. Um, Darvish is definitely the key for the Cubs to take over this division if we're if we're going to talk about pitching staffs at least. I mean, John Lester. I, I think you would agree with me here. He's pitched better than what many expected. Oh yeah. Um, I know in his last start he was average. You know, he gave up four runs, or whatever. But I mean, in the start before, I mean, even though the Cubs lost that game, he went seven innings, only gave up like one run. Unfortunately, the Cubs were getting no hit in that game, and unfortunately, were able to at least get a few hits out, and but weren't weren't able to score. So that and. Like I said, like the fact that he's actually been pitching better than what many expected. I think that if Darvish and Quintana can, you know, find some consistency, if we can get them to be quality starters, the Cubs will be fine because I just don't – I'm not going to believe that the Brewers are going to have enough, even if Jimmy Nelson comes back and is phenomenal. I I just – I'm not going to believe it because – you know, it'll be – if if Jimmy Nelson comes back and is great, you still – it's him and then Chase Anderson. And then after that, you you don't really know, if you're asking me. I mean, Zach Davies, I've seen him pitch some good games against the Cubs, uh, but consistently against other teams, I haven't seen him pitch too well consistently enough. So, it, I just don't know what that that rotation for Milwaukee can do We're going to talk about position players. I mean, they're they're right up there, arguably with the Cubs. They can score runs all day. It's just you know, if you have a good pitching staff against them, though, I feel like whoever that is, you. I don't think they
0: have as much depth as the Cubs.
1: No, I I don't think a lot of teams in the NL Central have as much depth as the Cubs. True, true. I'm I'm right. I'm with you there. Uh, We could we could argue all about the Cubs' uh, outfield all day. Um, but like I said, I, I, they, I mean, with Yelich and when Eric Thames comes back, I mean, they're doing this all without Eric Thames, which is,
0: yeah. which is huge
1: because he's, he's a big hitter in the middle of their lineup. So, you know, I, I just think that, um, pitching is, is key for them. If, if they can keep their pitching up, they, they'll they be able to stick with, with whoever at the top of that, of this division, uh, in the September, but I, they're, I, I just feel like that they're going to need to make a trade though, or, or something, yeah. a deadline to, if they're, they if have they're the really assets to do it. They can do it. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Um, you know, they gave up Brinson for, for Yelich. I don't really know who else they have. If you're for thinking off the top of my head right now, but, uh, I, I do know that, you know, they, they, they have a pretty solid farm system. they, and the, I mean, they, and they have all kinds of hitters at their major league level that they could probably get rid of and get a, not, a
0: solid starter. Um, sure. But I mean,
1: hate, hater and, and their bullpen has been has been lights out. Uh,
0: Amazing! It's uh, been incredible.
1: He, right. I I I'm saying it softly, and you, and you pretty much just added more emphasis to it. Um, he's he's someone that if I'm a Cubs fan and and the Cubs are in Milwaukee or wherever they are, you know, uh, he's someone that I don't want to see. So, I mean, they, they're, they have all the, the tools. I, I'll give them that. They've, they've been better th- this year than I thought that they would be. Um, but, like I said, I, I just think they need one more pitcher. And, and if they can do that, then, then I'll start to get scared. But for right now, here at the end of May, eh, I'll, I'll worry about them in mid-July. We'll see what the Cubs can do in June.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think a lot of people agree with you there. And speaking of you, Darvish, we got some news today that the MRI he had on his arm did not show any structural damage. So it was inflammation. He will be back making throws soon, which is best-case scenario because most people were fearing the worst just with the symptoms. (laughs) But then surprisingly, we heard about Carl Edwards Jr., I don't know how much time he's going to miss, but he had some inflammation himself. That is a key bullpen piece right there. What are your thoughts on all uh, of
1: that? On, I mean, losing Edwards is huge because, you know, you go into the seventh or eighth inning and, you know, if it's not Edwards, I'm, honestly, you hope it's Stroop. You, you'd rather have Pedro, Pedro Stroop. If it's a close game, you you want yeah. Stroop or, or maybe Dunsing. Um Justin Wilson is up and down, you don't know. He sometimes he has control issues, sometimes he doesn't. Um you know, and then you got these other guys who are coming up from AAA because people are going on the date on the DL, uh, you just don't know. So like like my point is is like Edwards was your constant. Like you you knew what you're get out, you're going to get out of him. Um I I mean, I know he had a few slip-ups. And, you know, every relief pitcher isn't perfect unless you're Mariano Rivera. And even though he had his flip-ups every now and then, too. Uh, so, even he wasn't perfect. But, I mean, you know, I that's a – to me, that's a big loss, especially if you're in a close game and you're in the eighth inning and you need a guy. I'm, I'm sure Joe doesn't want to have to bring Moro in in the eighth inning. You know, I even though Morrow's been lights out and he's been – fine, I, I, this early in the season, you, I'm sure he does not want to bring him in for like a four-out save.
0: No, he's not going to
1: do that. It's last year. And, I, and I'm not saying that he's going to do that. I'm just saying like, you know, say the Cubs have lost three straight and you're in the eighth inning of a game and you're winning and, you know, whoever they're playing is gets multiple guys on base, you know, he might feel the pressure to have to bring Morrow in. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised considering what we've seen in the past. So, you know, it's, it's things like that. It's like, if you have Edwards, then you would bring him in. of course, in that type of game, you, you would assume Edwards would start the eighth inning in that game. But I'm just saying like, if, because you don't have, have Edwards, you, you might have to go through an issue like that, where multiple guys on two outs in the eighth inning, bring in Moro And it's just like, man, you, 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 you don't want to do that because you want to hey, save his arm for the ninth inning and, you know, and beyond, if you're thinking long-term, which the Cubs obviously are because they have the talent and they have the experience to play in October. So that's, that's what kind of worries me about is, you know, you don't want to have to use more or more than you need to. And right. Yeah.
0: And Joe Madden has said that before. He says that, He doesn't want to use him more than necessary. Now, recently, because of the Yu Darvish injury, they did call up Randy Rosario. It's a small sample size, but so far this year, he's looked pretty good. And other guys, like, aside from that really uh, bad outing in St. Louis, you've had uh, Luke Farrell. Luke Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, If you could get production out of those guys, you know, pitching – in the sixth or seventh, then you can set up Strope and Morrow pretty well, hopefully. And then if you need someone to put out a fire, that's when you have Steve C. So you have right. depth in that bullpen. You just don't want to wear down a lot of that depth. And that's where some of these call-ups like Rosario come in big.
1: Right. Uh, I completely agree with you there. Uh, you know, you mentioned Farrell, uh, was I can't remember his first name Hancock. He he came
0: up. Justin and, Hancock. And he, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he looked from what I've seen. He he was okay. Um, yeah. Farrell. He he had a bad outing in St. Louis. Uh, the Dexter Fowler home run's still hurting me. Um, yeah. But. It does. <laughs> um. But you know, I I if those guys, yeah, you're exactly right. If those guys can, you know, if a starter can't go seven innings, which we've seen you can't rely on that um you know if they if they can give you a solid 6th or 7th inning you, you you take that and you run with it because i mean if if Edwards goes down like like he has um that would be huge for the cubs if if one of those guys can step in and do okay i think joe will rely on a lot of guys like Dunsing and and Wilson at first um, but it, you know when the when the Cubs had those blowout games, kind of like how they did on Monday, what they won seven to zero, and I believe Luke Farrell Farrell uh, ended the game. You know, that and that's just a confidence booster for him. So the next time that he needs, a, like, they're in a situation, maybe he'll bring Farrell in in the middle innings because he had a good outing his last out. So it's mm-hmm. just. Those are – I see why Joe does what he does at the end of games or in those blowouts because they he wants to build a confidence with some of those guys. Um, but, you know, like like I said, it's it's, it's nerve-wracking because you, you just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, we've seen Farrell be lights out. I remember seeing him play in blowout games and, and be just really good. And you're like, man, yeah. that could be a huge piece of bullpen. But then he goes to St. Louis and, you know, gets two outs right away and but then walked the guy I think it was and then he gave up the Fowler home run. So oh, Man that he one just, still hurts. Just,
0: that game still I, I, hurts. It really
1: it really does, man. Like I live I grew up in central Illinois and I know a lot of Cardinal fans and those guys they would not let me live it down. I cannot wait for the next Cubs Cardinal series. And I if I've ever rooted for the Cubs to week, the Cardinals more than ever, it will be the next time. And that, I I mean, I still love Dexter Fowler for the rest of my life because you know, obviously. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, man, like why? Why against us? I gotta hit a walk. I mean, I stayed up for that entire game. That's a uh, uh, it's a whole other story. But
0: like I was saying, <laughs> you
1: know, like I was saying, the those guys, uh, this. If they, if they can help at all, it would be huge, huge for that yes. Cubs bullpen. Um, the, I, I just really think the key is, is for that starting rotation. If they can somehow, some way, just consistently give the Cubs six innings, all of them, and I can't rely on that on Tyler Chatwood right now, but, you know, guys like Lester, Hendricks, and Quintana, and – for right now, Montgomery, which Montgomery, I feel pretty confident right now. If he had a great
0: start against in. Pittsburgh. That was superb.
1: Oh, it was. Uh, and it's not that I was really surprised by it either, because I've seen him do it before. Um, but, I mean, we've seen him do it before. But, you know, I I mean, if those guys can find a way to consistently give you six innings at least, like that's that's a lot of help on that Cubs bullpen. Um. I mean, I wish the Cubs would just score seven, eight runs a game, so I don't have to worry about it, but that's just not the case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, we have about three minutes left in the show. Uh, If there's one last topic I wanted to cover really, really quickly, it was the Tyler Chatwood thing. I didn't include it in the episode uh, description, but I figured we'd cover it really quickly before we get off. Uh, The last two starts have been really, really bad Really quick, are you in favor of making a switch in the rotation, or just kind of letting him work things out?
1: I mean, I was actually at the game against the Indians where he gave up. I don't. The game ended what ten to one. Never, I never. I'm pretty sure I tweeted. You know, it's the worst game I've ever attended in my life. But. Um, I think right now, because it's still early, I think you you let him ride it out, especially since you gave him the contract that he got. Not that he's getting paid a, a ton, but I I think you have you have to give him some time still. If he if he's still struggling in late June, okay, make the move because by then you kind of know where you are in the division, you know what's going on. all star breaks almost coming up, so by then I feel like yeah. If if he's still struggling, then, yeah, you've got to put Montgomery in there for him. And, you know, maybe he can figure it out in the bullpen. He can be like what Montgomery was. You know, he comes in, if someone has a bad start, comes in four, third, fourth, fifth inning, whatever. And hopefully, you would hope that he can figure it out that way. Um Yeah. Because you still, you still would have to use him eventually because, you know, you're, first off, you're paying him what he's getting paid. And, and second off, you've you got to figure out ways to get his confidence back up. Because a lot of it I think right now is his confidence. Um, because he has great stuff, as we call it. Like,
0: yeah, he
1: walks seven guys a game, but he'll strike out five or six guys as well. And it just blows my mind that this guy just cannot throw strikes consistently um, and when he does strike out people, you're like, man, I can see why Theo and Jed and went after him be, at the price that they got him for. And I, I just, like, I just don't understand what his issue is when it comes to, to walking guys. So right now, yeah, I think you, you got to roll with him for a little bit longer. Um, but like I said, by late June, if he's not doing anything, then, or if he hasn't improved, then, yeah, you've you got to make the switch, especially if Montgomery has another good, solid start, because I assume he's going to make at least one or two more starts before Jarvis comes back, because I'm going to assume that he's not going to come back after 10 days.
0: Right, exactly. Well, we are just about out of time here on Climbing the Ivy. Cody, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah,
1: I loved it. Hopefully we can do it again.
0: Absolutely. We'll have you as a guest in the future for sure. Thanks everyone for listening and until next week, have a great week and go Cubs.
1: Joe, your Pep Boys tech here. Over the years, I've helped a lot of customers keep their vacations safe. Just a little prevention is always better than risking your trip. So stop by Pep Boys and save 50 bucks off any Wagner Premium Brake service. And before you travel, we'll check your fluids and alignment, as well as rotate and fill your tires for free. Pep Boys uses the highest quality brands for the best prices around. You have my word. Offer through May 27th with mail-in rebate. Free services for rewards members. See restrictions at Petboys.com.
0: When we go out to eat, we never agree on where to go. I want burgers. Pizza.
1: Tacos it is.
0: The one thing we do agree on is we all want unlimited high-speed data. That's why we switch to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four lines with unlimited LTE data for just $100, period. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out.
1: Coverage not available in summer areas. Requires new line. During congestion, the fraction of customers using more than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Video streams at up to 40 p No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions.